Hey there. We're kicking off a great show. This is Audrey Russo. And Jonathan Kirsting hanging out here. Yeah, we're at Tech Vibe Radio. And uh, I just really want to jump in because we have. You're with immediately us, putting it in high gear. I like I, that. I want to yes. put it in high gear because there's so much I want to pack in on this conversation here. And I'm not sure I'm going to get it all. And we have. Mike Skirpin. And he is. Um, co-founder of Probable Models, which is an ethical software company, director of Community Forge, Community Center Wilkinsburg, and special faculty at That's Carnegie it? Mellon University in computing oh. ethics. I think you're not doing enough. Yeah, he's oh, yeah. not doing enough. He's hardly doing enough. Yeah. Exactly. This guy is Bored. like putting magic in our city. I know. He really is. I know. And I'm oh. not I don't want to blow up his ego. You have her fired up, but man. Honestly, this is pretty cool. I like this. Well he I you know, he's he's just listen, Project Amelia, it's the next level immersive theater experience. Okay? Nothing like this really exists. And I wanna pass Yeah, the when baton I saw the concept for this, I was like, Wow, this now, is something. I wanna pass heard of. the baton to this historical moment that wow. we will experience. Okay. Okay? And so, Mike, talk about it. And I don't know where you want to start or how you want to shape it, but I trust you to take us down the journey of a good story. Yeah. So um, I was – this all started – this project actually started while I was doing my PhD in um, Colorado, at University of Colorado Boulder in computer science. And I was focused on AI and deep learning. And um, at the time, I was working in New York for a summer. Uh, at a company doing an internship where we were building actual deep learning systems for image recognition. And I got, because my CEO was awesome, she brought me into some conversations that were going on about the future of data regulation. And there's all these CTOs and CEOs and kind of people way above my pay grade in the room. But she brought me there because she knew I was someone really starting to think about what the future of all this technology was. And I have a background in philosophy, so I always have that kind of critical mm-hmm. uh, way of talking about everything right. or asking yeah, questions. Very cool. so she I brought me it. in and I'm listening and I'm just like, wow, you know, where consumers are and even where the top people in industry are is so sort of distant from one another and the understanding of what's going on with our data, what's the plans and what's the value of all of the data that we're sharing and collecting and how machine learning and AI was really becoming a big part of that value and people didn't really understand that and it had a lot of implications to privacy it had a lot of implications to what commercialization and we're anesthetized oh yeah we i mean we don't know we're just like click through the terms of service it's like i can't wait to play the thing yeah i can't wait for the app um, so I was thinking about what do I – how do I close this gap? How do I educate people in a way that's accessible, that allows people from different parts of the educational background spectrum to come in and have part of this conversation? Because it's our society now. I mean technology is part of our society and we have to have that conversation. And so I'm a writer. I've been writing sci-fi. I've been writing short fiction for a long time all through undergrad and um, and beyond. And so my way of doing it, I'd been going to a lot of immersive theater shows in, in New York when I was living there that summer. And I was just astounded at after these immersive shows where everyone's walking around talking to strangers, right. people would be having these really intense, bustling conversations on the sidewalk afterwards. So I was inspired. I was like, this is the way. And, and this was just a kind of creative feeder, yeah. fever pitch for me. I Bring just started, Pittsburgh, man. I started writing this thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. And my CEO eventually at the end of summer knew I was writing it. And she said – you should submit this somewhere. She's like, we should, you should do right. something with this. So I submitted it to the Knight Foundation. They're a funder out of Miami. Um, and I won a Media Innovation Award for it. So I got a year of my PhD covered, and I got to run this as a pilot. And I uh, did it in Boulder. Cool. It went really well. 
And then I knew I wanted to do more with it, you know, beyond a student performance. I wanted to do something more. And I had all these new ideas for how to evolve the script. So I was coming back to Pittsburgh. This is my hometown. And uh, Bricolage is like the premier immersive group Absolutely. here and actually nationally recognized for their immersive mm-hmm. work, which is an emerging area nice. of art. Okay. Sent them the script, sent them the concept, and they were just like, we got to talk. We want to talk to you about this. Wow. So, that's so how long did it take from going. that to now it being in, in, in theater? We mm-hmm. met in February of 18. We actually agreed to do the project in late March of 2018. So it was about an 18-month okay. process yeah. from when we decided we were doing it to when we launched. So how many dates do you guys have left? Because I know that this is a limited run as far as that goes. And we really want to encourage our listeners to participate in this because this is definitely, as Audrey would say, this is a life-changing experience right here. Yeah, I mean, as of right now, our plan is to keep running. We're, we're seeing a lot of popularity. So shows are selling out. We're seeing uh, we're going to keep running at least until the holiday season, so until Christmas. Um, we're going to have shows running up through then. Um, and, you know, and our hope is if this is bringing people to Pittsburgh, if people are excited yeah. about it, we might even run into the the new year but that's Ooh. a tbd that's going to be depending on what popularity what can people expect and where can people find out information so that they can participate you can well bricolage's website so bricolagepgh.org you can go there and find information if you type in bricolage project amelia tickets are available there and there's a lot of information um there's been stuff on wesa about this um you can go to my website mwskirpin.com and you can see i've published a couple academic papers actually on this concept so you can go mm-hmm. there and you can read about it um you know and as far as what to expect you know we want you to come in a little bit right. surprised uh, but you can definitely expect to, number one, interact with a lot of real technology. We've actually sort of almost miraculously pulled a number of, like, fresh, unique pieces of technology. A lot of them more art pieces than apps, but some of them yeah. very much apps. Very and cool. uh, as such as there is actually an app that is involved in playing in the show. Um, and then there's a lot of technology that's installed as part of the set's artifacts that are live, that are doing real monitoring, real visual processing, real Very text cool. processing on yeah, people. You won't be the same. I was going to say, this is, this is not your be, typical you theater experience. Yeah, right now we're saying adults only, though we are seeing already um, some interest because kids really are the ones who even more right. than our generation, their whole lives are going to be this. Mm-hmm. So we do are thinking already about like what it would mean to try to get some some kids in there. But because of the nature of the experience, there's a lot of private moments. There's a lot of like taking people and doing one-on-one things or huh. small groups. That leads to a little bit of complexity just because then background right. checks and supervising and there's a lot of laws around you know how kids have wow. to be supervised. Wow, scary. So, it's just so – you're just like pushing the great. boundaries in so many different directions and you're bringing that here to Pittsburgh. That's so awesome. Yeah, I was glad Pittsburgh was able to receive it and then we were able exactly. to do it here. I mean this this is where I would want to do this something like this. inspire you to do something new on top of this? Like what's, what's your next direction from this? <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> what are you working on now? <laughs> I think right now, you know, we're – to us, this is a evolving – it's almost like a – uh, we've made a really nice uh, machine and we are now like learning how it works and right. tweaking it and things because now people are coming in and teaching us the game dynamics of the thing that we created and now we want to make it more exciting. So for right now, I've, I still have a lot of creative energy thinking about how to make this project the best it can be and so. maybe seeing it go to other cities and Super seeing cool. it actually having impacts beyond. But definitely this already, my mind is already racing about technology I, I want to build no, you're, things I want to do. And that's did awesome. this achieve the vision that you had hoped 18 months ago? 
Yes. I think it's beyond it. I mean, bricolage, that's something I think for me, I'm not a production designer. I'm a writer and I'm a technologist. And I think one thing that bricolage really brought to this that was went beyond my imagination is the uh, the quality of the production design. I had a, a friend come from New York and he travels all around to go see immersives. And he said to me after the show, when he saw it, he was like, you know, when I go into immersives, I love them because of all the interaction, but I do have to suspend my disbelief. I'm like, okay, I'm walking into this world, but I have to suspend my belief because there's th- things about the world that you know it's fake. Right. And he was like, the production quality was so high when I walked into awesome. this, I actually was believing in it. And I was like, that's when I knew, I was like, bricolage brought some real yeah. value to oh, this yeah. vision that beyond yeah. what I could have seen. Very so cool. this is Mike Skirpin, Project Amelia's writer. If you want to know more, go to bricolagepgh.org. Perfect. Hurry up. Check it out. Participate. Yeah. I'm going. I hope you're going, Jonathan. Yeah, we we got to check this thing out. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about it. But Thank you so much for taking the time with us. It. Thanks Absolutely. for your vision. Yeah. Thanks for making it happen here. Yeah, thanks for doing what you guys do in Pittsburgh. Thank you. We're taking a quick break. We've got a lot of tech vibe coming right at you. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. Learn more about the Pittsburgh Technology Council by going to pghtech.org. We'll see you in a quick sec. So glad you're keeping your dial tuned right here to Tech Vibe Radio on this Wednesday night. Love Wednesday nights. Get to talk to some great people across Pittsburgh's tech ecosystem, Audrey. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I think people often forget, like, I mean, hey, technology is ubiquitous. It's cutting across everything, of course. But on top of that, our tech companies can only thrive if they have the right support behind them. And it, takes, it takes a village. It takes a village. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It takes a village to, to build a company. Exactly. And that's why I, I like us being able to take a little little slice of our show and, and talk to some folks like David Wilkie from Wilkie Associates. I mean, they, they keep the books for the companies <laughs> that are making all the cool products and, and, and innovating and so forth. And so, Dave, welcome to the show today. Thank you, Jonathan. Really yeah. appreciate it. So glad to have you here. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so give – our audience, sort of the big picture about what, what you do and what problems you solve. As CPAs and small business advisors, we work with our clients to help them integrate technology into information so they can make decisions a lot easier uh, with a lot better information than what they had before. Okay. So very often small companies aren't the best at the beginning in trying to do some of this stuff. And it's no, it's no dissing on any company, but it's, it's just you're busy doing a ton of things. It's that experience talking about you. <laughs> yeah. you know, you've seen this before. Yeah, you've I've been it. there. I've seen it. I hope it. I know that. It, it, it is challenging for any small business. Mm-hmm. you got to get customers. you got to get right. staff. you got to get vendors. Uh, the most important thing I, I find for small business owners is do something. I mean, just even if it may be the wrong technology Start using technology immediately. Really? Is, is so our, even use QuickBooks right away? I, I think if it's QuickBooks or if it's another software. Or whatever, right. Exactly. Something um, to automate either, what you're doing. Auto, no, it automate makes what you, you're doing. Because really it gets you into some good behavior. We love those behaviors where <laughs> desks are clean, minds are free, and you can make decisions I like easier. That. Yes. Wow, what a vision. And paperless everything. And paperless everything, <laughs> right? So our, our goals for our clients are no no data entry. We don't want them to enter, lift their finger, and, put, and so press a number. And so for any kind of company, any kind of company, what's your, what's your niche? Yeah, so that's right. We we do work with a lot of startup companies mm-hmm. and in Pittsburgh and, and uh, other places as well. 
And the startup companies, to me, are the most challenging. I think our firm learns the most. Mm-hmm. I was going to say. You get wiser. I mean, some of the rules are tricky, too, to even you know get exposed to. Yeah. Understanding compliance is right. certainly a, a big concern of, right. of our uh, you know new clients and new, new business owners. Uh, they they want to know what they need to do to stay out of jail. Which is stay great. Of, stay away Which from the good. IRS. That could be your new problems. tagline. We'll help right. you stay out of jail. <laughs> yeah. Well, there, it's not like they're trying to do something malicious. Right. It's, just it's just really like, oversight. Exactly. Just, it's not on their radar. And, and we find that the word transparency with the government works pretty well. It's great. It's my favorite word yeah. when it comes to finance. You like that? Mm-hmm. And we like that too. It, and not so much transparency to the world. But no, to, to, us, the, to, to the all of us, right. to the important mm-hmm. people in your life, and right. whether it's your bankers or your financiers right. or I agree. Uh, somebody's giving you government grants, mm-hmm. those are those are things. Those are real important folks in your life. So people should be thinking about maybe reaching out to you really at the beginning. We think there's a startup, and we good have a foundation startup. to do that, right? right? Yeah. I mean, I've heard of deals going sour where companies goes for years and years without the right help. And when it comes time for an acquisition or a partnership, the papers aren't in the line, for lack of a better term. And it can literally be detrimental to the, the movement of your company moving forward, not having the, the basic blocking and tackling done the way you can kind of help a startup get their books set up, right? I, I think there's there's probably four things that a, that a new business has to do right away. And that's the entity okay. the entity choice. Okay. You know? and, and then second is software and technology right, right there. And then you really got to figure out compliance with with the laws, as as you mentioned, mm-hmm. Audrey. And then uh, after that, it's really good uh, uh, to figure out how you're going to pay yourself and how you're going to take the money out of this thing. So, so those are the four things we call that up our startup. That's bundle. awesome, right? And and we usually just uh, for new business owners, there's only new business owners. Uh, it's a five hundred dollars startup bundle. We give them advice, uh, you know, about an hour or so really? on each one of those topics. Um, oh, that's so that great. They can, Walk out with See, something that seems, tangible. That seems like a smart thing to do. Like you're just investing in yourself by doing that. Just yeah. to, I would want an adult like you to help me out because I'd be thinking about other things, not realizing that I need someone with the experience that's been down that road to set things up properly and, and, and get, get me on the right track. Those are important points. I mean, Audrey, have you seen this too where small business owners, especially new ones, to me their most valuable asset is one hour of their time. You know, the most important mm-hmm. thing is is the business owner's time because you can't replace it, you can't recreate it, and it's gone forever once it's once it's passed. And they're the only ones usually in the beginning that can create value. And if they're spending their time on all these decision-making tasks that aren't adding value, it, it's going to slow the business growth. Well, it's growth. hard to learn it all. Yes. That's the other thing because, you know, if you're starting a company, you have your time focused on what you know of that company. But now you're adding something that typically they don't know about. Doesn't Google have all the answers? No, not for this. <laughs> they think they do. Yeah, you know, and we get that. Well, I googled it, and it it's says like, this, and no. you know, well, did they think about this, this, and this? And and so those are the the specific applications. For certain to, things you need a human being with a depth of experience. <laughs> and, and we are, I, I believe, in our industry, someday we will be replaced by uh, automation and, and certainly artificial intelligence, but. Uh, right now, there's still the, the brain work, uh, and, and as we uh, continue continue down the integration path, our focus is going to help our clients without uh, trying to run their business without any data entry. That yeah, so, you, keep, you telling keep telling me that that seems amazing to me. Like so, how, I know I'm trying. How's to, that data being entered? <laughs> well, the data should be entered uh, through photographs, uh, through pictures, uh, through uh, okay, data right. that is that is transmitted electronically. 
so for example, uh, uh, truck drivers and, and right. their, mm. uh, you know, information is being right. transmitted as the truck moves. That will consider uh, in, in a good application to help with the payroll. So your payroll data entry is done electronically, and it's done through a machine right. versus a human. And that uh, can take away the, t- the time of a payroll processor. Definitely. And that may eliminate a job, but it also might allow that payroll processor to analyze gross profit margins, for Definitely. example, on a particular truck route, which is probably right now that brain work is being done by the owner in their brain. Uh, so That's his true. or her brain is, is calculating the gross profit and determining which routes the truck driver should take hmm. to make the most margin. That could be done by the payroll processor if they weren't doing the payroll processor. Exactly. Those Makes are my sense. thoughts on, on – Wow, you know, that's interesting. We can replace ourselves, but I still think there's great jobs for everybody out there. Uh, absolutely. So, so where is – if people want to know more about you, where should they reach you? Should they go to a website? WilkieCPA.com. And, okay. Uh, our phone number. We we do answer our phones. We're like, not, we don't have phones. robots. <laughs> That's great. Four one two two seven eight two two zero zero. That's awesome. That's very cool. That's so we got like a minute or so left. Like, how much has technology just completely changed your industry in the past five years? Is I think it hasn't changed much in the last five years. Okay. But I think over the next five years, uh, it's okay. going to be completely different. So we're right on that. Yeah, that we're we're getting now. ready for a new revolution. I mean, fifteen years ago, we went to technology of of you know, automated accounting versus spreadsheets and ledgers 20 right. years ago. And now we're on the next cusp, I think, of going completely paperless and integration. Very cool stuff. So, David Wilkie, thanks for hanging out with us today. Like I said, Jonathan it's fascinating. Audrey. And once again, once again, your website, one more time so our listeners can you can WilkieCPA.com. Just that simple. That's Very simple. cool stuff. Very yeah. cool stuff. Thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Well, like we I said, appreciate Audrey, that. It's like the fifth beetle of, a, of like a tech company. They need that. They need that CPA behind them that's going to make sure the books are kept. I think it's like the first Beatle. The first Beatle. Oh, I want to be the first Beatle. But you know what? (laughs) That's a great movie. But I'll tell you, you know the fun thing we just did? We just had three clients this year pay us with cryptocurrency. Nice. Oh, Oh, nice. Isn't that exciting? And so that's going to – what's that going to do to banks? Well, it's, we don't. That's another show. That's another show. We need to have you come back and talk more about that because yeah, that's pretty cool. So you're taking some crypto now. We're taking crypto. Wow, very cool. Thanks again for hanging out with us. Okay, Jonathan Audrey, thank you. Cool. We're taking a quick break. There's a ton more Tech Five coming right your way. This is Jonathan Kirsting, and this is Audrey Busso from the Pittsburgh Technology Council. You can learn more about us by going to pghtech.org. So you know what, Audrey? Number one complaint we hear from companies everywhere in Pittsburgh is finding talent. Tech Finding companies, the right talent, right talent for the right skill with the right skills at the right time, who are willing to live here. Exactly, build something, help build a company, build a life, all that kind of so stuff. So we have yeah. someone in the house that is going to talk to us about his perspective and the work that he's doing, and we have. Hello, folks. My name is Roy Caselli. I am the president and owner of FPC of Three Rivers. So based here in Pittsburgh, actually in South Point, but I am and my office is part of a national chain of 65 offices throughout the U.S. All right. Yeah. That's cool. And you got the power of like that whole thing behind you. It, right. it does. And it, it definitely. And the brand recognition too, right? Yeah. So, and, it, and it allows us to reach out to, to people outside of this region to really help sell the, the city and everything that we have going for us. So what, so. Is it, what, do you, what does it mean? And, and you use this word on demand. When we, when we talk about on demand, so everybody 
everybody today is inundated with how difficult it is to find talent. Yes. You hear about low unemployment. You hear about more open jobs than there are candidates. But I would argue that there's there's something else there, and it's this this on-demand world in which we live. And, and the best way to characterize it is job seekers, they expect the hiring process to be like ordering socks. Expect it to be simple. Ordering socks. Like, almost like app-like. I love that. Almost app-like, right? Okay, it, so it, simple. Uh, absolutely. Going. Simple, mobile, frictionless, and highly communicative. Which is not so easy to do all the time. At the end of the day. But I, this is why I was so excited to have you stop I'm, by the show because I think this is the mm-hmm. first time I heard someone kind of crystallize this. So what does that yeah. mean? Like describe the hiring process and what people should be doing. What it is today or where we should where be. We should where be. we should be because Based we know today it's not mm-hmm. so great. Yeah. The the companies that that are very successful today, so there's a couple areas that they hit on and that they do very well. Okay. Uh, the good news here is that, that – Getting from a, a, a state that may be a little bit challenged to a to a, a you're very polite the way you say that. <laughs> okay. I like it. Yes, <laughs> well, but you know, getting getting um, getting from that that state of challenge to be a, a a center of excellence, it's something that can be done without a lot of time, without a lot of money, and without a lot of investments. A lot of investment. I'm sorry, and and there's. There's a few things that you should consider. Definitely. Yeah. This is why I'm excited about this because these are very actionable things. If you just think about it and become consistent at it, your hiring process can become that much better. As we know, the competition for talent is so stiff out there mm-hmm. that you need everything in your quiver <laughs> to, to have an advantage as far as that goes. So let's kind of be run down the, the list of, as, as to what really works and the best practices Absolutely. as far as that goes. So maybe the idea of just the hiring process, first off, has to be mobile friendly, right? As you were saying before, it's got to be as simple as buying a pair of socks. Yep. I, bought some, I bought some socks with my phone. Yep. So I want to be able to apply for a job through my phone, right? And, and, and that's the expectation. That, that's yeah. truly mm-hmm. where it is, where, where job seekers are today. So when you look at when you look at job seekers nationally, seventy five percent of of job seekers across technology, manufacturing, everything, they look at their mobile device as a critical instrument in their job search. That means they're using it every day to support their job search. And what that means is is regardless of what tools you use to facilitate being mobile, you, you have to take a long, hard look at, at your content. So things like your job description. You want that to be 250 words or less. Keep it short and, short and sweet. Email okay. communications with your, uh, with your clients, 100 words or less. You want to make your content as meaningful and succinct as possible. That now, can be tough, though. It, it, it can be. Yeah. It, it can be. But the... The, the, the details of the job and the finer points of the job, save that until you're interacting with somebody either over yeah. the telephone or, or in person. So less is more. And it, it, you really just you have to think about somebody with their phone in their hand, and you don't want them scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. So treat it like a LinkedIn post. Absolutely. Almost. Absolutely. Simple as that. I like that. And, that, that's and this actual. is for anyone, whether they're relocating to another city or Absolutely. any job. Okay. Absolutely. You okay. want it to be as simple and, and succinct as possible because what will happen is 
the endless scrolling, people just walk yeah, away you're just go somewhere else. So that way you see it all there. It's, it's mm-hmm. Obviously, that makes it mobile friendly because it's short and sweet. Yeah. That makes it easy and accessible. So we're making some big dents right now. These are very thing, very actionable things that you can start doing like right now as an employer. And it's, as not, far as cost, it it's not cost prohibitive. Exactly. It's simple to do. Yeah. So let's switch points over to once someone has gone through the experience, you've, you've gotten where you mm-hmm. can easily apply communication comes into play at this point now, right? This is where you got to let people know what's kind of going on, where they are in the process, because you don't want to lose somebody if it takes you three weeks to get back to them, right? Absolutely. And the, if, if folks listening to this take anything away from tonight's discussion, one of the key points that, that you have to walk away with is job seekers will always assume that silence means no. Assume yeah. the worst. Damn, yeah, I would. That's- so if you're not communicating, they're moving on to something else. The most successful hiring teams that we work with, they're communicating with their in-play candidates, in-play meaning that you're actively talking with them, you're having them interview in person. They're, they're communicating with their in-play candidates two to three times a week. Interesting. And it's, it's again, it's simple and it's short. It's a it's as easy as a simple email to say, "Hey, here are next steps. Here's the status, where things stand, and here's when we expect to have a decision." Even if it just says you're still in the running, absolutely. absolutely. I, I'll keep it super snappy like that. Maybe they would appreciate yeah. that. And even if there's nothing new to report per se. It's still an outreach, and it still helps it's a build point that. Of, it's a point of contact at that And it point. builds that engagement. And right. it builds your brand. Absolutely. It definitely does. builds your brand. It's a good Absolutely point, Audrey. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, without a doubt. I like that. I like that. So as part of that over-communicating, you got to share the bad news as well as the good news. True. Right? And so, I mean, that can be kind of tough when you got to tell someone that they didn't quite make the cut for it. But once again, this goes to the brand that Audrey's talking about, that if you're cool about it and mm-hmm. you communicate a lot, maybe – you know, they, they apply again later or they tell all their friends or their coworkers that this is a pretty cool place and helps your pipeline. Tell us some strategies around that. Well, and I think that can be, I, I know that that can be a key differentiator because no one else is doing it. So no again, one else is doing it? Very, very few companies will make a meaningful outreach to a candidate that they have declined for a position. Sometimes you'll get a, a form email or something to the effect saying, of, thank you. <laughs> and I, I don't mean to do this with every candidate that applies. You couldn't possibly do that. But, but it could be something where you're down to a couple of candidates yeah, and it could be a, a minor thing with a fit that doesn't quite work. And you know that maybe they would fit someplace else a little further down the line or something like that. So you don't want to just discard them knowing that they could be still a good fit in the future maybe, right? Our, our recommendation is to is to make that outreach to all of the candidates that you've either spoken with over the telephone or you've talked with in person. It's usually not a long list. Generally speaking, it's under 20, under 25. Gotcha. And, and what that preserves for you is your company's brand because, again, very few companies make a meaningful contact to say thank you for applying. Right. We've selected a different candidate. It also allows you to keep that connection. So now you have Definitely. a connection with somebody that you can potentially tap for a future need. Exactly. Great point. Now, the next part, I call this the potential valley of death. <laughs> Not to be overly dramatic, Audrey, yeah. but so you make someone an offer, they accept it. They go to you know quit their job and their soon-to-be former employer says, no, 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 we'll pay you more. We'll do this. We'll do that. And it, it, it's, it's a tenuous time where that person may 
go back on saying yes. And so this is a great time to really introduce them into your culture, right? And make them feel like they're part of the team before they've even shown up for work. Absolutely. One of the one of the other pitfalls that we see is once you've you've picked that great candidate, you have your new team member that, that is part of your organization, we kind of break off communication for the three weeks we'll or two weeks or we'll see them up. <laughs> yeah, however long it is. So and the the fact of the matter is for the candidate, when they turn that, that resignation letter in, that's when it becomes real. And, and that is when you look at the entire process, interviews, presentations, everything, that is bar none the most stressful part of the process for the candidate. Huh. It really is. There's an emotional piece to it exactly. that we probably yeah. all overlook. I bet you there's a good percentage of, of, of job hires that just go south at that point. I mean, Absolutely. 10, 15%, something kind of crazy so like that. If people are listening, what is your website, just as we're talking? For, um, for my business? Right. It is uh, FPC, the number three, rivers.com. Okay. Yeah. I encourage people to go and check it out because you know what's going on in this industry and this is your bread and butter. And, and some of this knowledge you've given us tonight, I think is just absolutely fantastic. Good key takeaway stuff that you can start implementing today. Yeah. And again, it's been a theme throughout the, uh, throughout the talk tonight, but it's not expensive stuff. These are exactly. things that you can do without a huge investment. And that's why I was so glad to have you stop by. Well, Roy Casali, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you guys very much. Always a pleasure to work with the uh, Tech Council. And please reach out to Roy, without a doubt, just because, like I said, everyone's in this position where they're trying to get the best talent, and uh, he can help you do that. And like I said, put some of these uh, actions into play here, and maybe that'll help in your quest to get the right talent. We know it's tough out there. So anyhow, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Audrey, good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. We're taking a break. Oh, my God. I love doing the show because we I'm talk out. to the coolest people. We get great insights. We still have more coming our way. We've got, uh, I believe we have our, our friends from Rivers Agile on deck. So this is uh, Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. We are from the Pittsburgh Technology Council since 1983, helping tech companies succeed. That kind of blows my mind sometimes. I think about that. Like, wow, right. man, we've been doing this for a while at the tech council. Good stuff. We'll be right back after this quick break. Okay. Audrey, we're back. Hanging out here at the Huntington Bank Podcast Studio, where we're doing pretty much all our recordings these days. I love hanging out here. It's a lot of fun. It is. It's a lot of fun. And I love that we've got Rivers Agile in the house, because we knew him when he was a baby. Back back they used to call him Benny Wilson back in the day. I know. Never. Ben Wilson. Never. <laughs> never. Never. That I don't remember. I do remember the days, though, of, of the weekly meet and greets at in the hallway at your old building. Right. Yes. You know, with my FedEx business card. Yeah, and, we would uh, be like, you got to use this guy. Right. A new look on QA. Gotta, right? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you've been doing some crazy cool and work now lately. now you're like yeah. so it's been, it's been a great up. couple of years. It's yeah. been really nice. Before we jump into that, let's just do a little reset so our listeners just kind of know what River's Agile is all about and what's driving the heck out of your growth these days. Well, you know, that story has changed. Okay. You know, back in, you know, 10 years ago, we were... Oh, my uh, God, small, 10 years ago. Well, actually, 11. Oh, my around. God. But You're we a tween, were dude. Yeah. Unique boutique QA consulting firm that just had a different vision on quality assurance. It's yeah. It can get you to market, you know, quicker, you know, less risk and things like that. And now, right. today, we're a full-scale technology consulting firm. But, see, you were one of the first that I met when I started my job. I know. Isn't it great? I love that. And now we've grown up, and we introduced six to I have twelve not, new. But you have 
innovations to the market every year through our clients. It's amazing. And I know everyone loves it when they get connected to you also. Well, you know, I, I think we've been in the market long enough where people have heard of us. Other people have worked with us and recommend us, where back then they just hadn't heard of us. So you got some good momentum going, it seems we do. like, good right? Good memories, good momentum, mm-hmm. good work, good now, all the things that he's working on now. So let's, let's talk about where you are now and what you do. So we still remain in the entrepreneur um, sector, okay? In fact, uh, you may have heard our announcement recently at the Build 4 and 2 Tech Showcase that we, we are opening up the Rivers Agile Workshop here in town um, where we will continue to push that, that envelope, where we can work with entrepreneurs. I can give back some of the lessons that I've learned starting a yeah. technology so company. You've got some battle scars. I do, and I want yeah. to help people avoid some of those. But just remember can. this, yes. chicks dig scars, so it's cool. Oh, yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> Excellent. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so that's one. That's an exciting initiative for us, and um, one that has. Uh, we've certainly got a lot of feedback already. Um, yeah, how was the first one when you guys launched that up? Because I, mean, I thought it's such a great way for you to take the time to give back out to kind of get the next generation of. Well, that's that's exactly what our mission is, right? We've we've enjoyed some success, and we want to help others. Yeah, you know, put their foot into the sector, right? And so, um, you know, we're opening up the workshop here in the North Shore, and we're very excited about it. And we'll actually dedicate a part of the building for. You know, entrepreneurs that want to be in residence, and we're going to invest in, in some of these groups depending on what their business model looks like. Right. It has to fit within, you know, what our target is, of which course. is, you know, fintech and AI, machine right. learning. Um, but there's plenty of those entrepreneurs around, right? We've exactly. Repeatedly. And this is all coming out of the uh, new space? Are we all talking about the new space? We, we can talk generally about the new space. Okay. We're very excited. So um, we finally outgrew our space in Canada. Uh, that's, see, that's what I love here. Okay. How many conversations yeah. have I had with you over at, this? At least 10. Absolutely. I'm serious. And, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> believe it or not, it's the second office we've outgrown. And, Goodness. Um, you know, we're looking They're like tube socks, man. You wear them out and get a new pair, they're bigger. It's, it's, there it's, was no talking to him about this 10 years ago. No, because we did most of our work on site, you know, and really the expense at, for a, for a young lean startup um, looking at office space can yeah, be daunting. You're stubborn, and I'm a little, a little bit stubborn. Just a little, <laughs> just a little. But that's what makes we're, the we're, work great. Yeah, we're excited about the, um, the, you know, the team's really excited to be able to move in. Um, you know, a lot of folks are working, you know, or live a little bit north of the city. So our neighbors now. I know. I'm I so excited your, about I could this. walk to your doors. You know, we could meet at Batamos for pizza. I'm in. Yes, I'm saying I'm going to say it right now. Batamos on Federal Street. Has got some seriously killer pizza. Okay. 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 There you go. Yes. I'm just trying to kick carbs for the week. My endorsement. My endorsement. Yes. So, <laughs> so the goal is, you know, I, I work a lot with entrepreneurs now, and a lot of them have, you know, as you might imagine, a shoestring budget to get into that MVP, right? And what's happened as Rivers has grown is it's harder to afford a consulting company like Rivers to do that MVP, even though you want them to. And so... We've we've made a you know a formula essentially to you know reduce some of our, our hourly rates to make sure that they can afford us so we get them to market which is the most important thing that we as Pittsburghers and in the tech community continue this overarching right. push right to, to put us on the map so critical I, yeah, critical absolutely that's that's just a I just love that 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 philosophy he's a and that good attitude, man. man I know it's <laughs> he's cool. a good man and it's as working stubborn for, as pay, he is but right. you have to pay it he's forward. such a you, good man you're pay, and you're paying it forward which is just so awesome right. I mean, you were, you have a lot of scars. One or two. One or two, for sure. Um, and here's the thing. You know, there, no script fits every new company Never. perfectly, right? And so you have to rely on some mentors and some folks that have done it before to help prevent that, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's great. Yeah. So, so what's new? Like, what are you working on that's new? 
What's new? So um, we did some very interesting and continue to do some very interesting work with Bright. Um, What's that? It's an AI-powered mattress that has um, uh, compute right in the box spring via Raspberry Pi and uh, an accompanying mobile application. Wait, backup on a mattress? A mattress, a smart mattress. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, cool. All right, watch out, sleep. I thought I heard you correctly there. That's right. Just making sure. And and actually, it's it's that work that I, I, I believe partially influenced us to become a finalist um, for the Tech 50, which is tomorrow night. Yeah, that's very excited. Crazy that. stuff, dude. Like, mm-hmm. what the heck? I mean, that's. I just love seeing the fact that you need new space. You're hiring tons of people. You're nominated for awards. You're being appointed to boards of directors. That's which right. Is, like, I just super started. excited. Tell me about this. This is pretty cool. So I started to do some work with the PVCA um, about two years ago, and first of all, I loved it, right? Because I get to be a mentor to folks that are looking for funding, and I can help them shape their pitch deck, help them understand what technology they're really building, and how it might be actually able to be ported not just to the sector that they're familiar with, but even large scale, right? Like social sharing, for example, they might be laser focused on a particular thing, but what they're really building is an engine that can be ported to many other industries, right? And helping them understand that they can pitch that to the venture capitalists and hopefully solidify. So when do you find time to sleep on this AI enabled mattress? So <laughs> because I'm thinking no, like you I mean, it sits right in the middle of our office, which is great when people come visit. Right? <laughs> um, but no, we, we've been working with them for, oh, I don't know, about eight months now. Yeah. And really helped influence uh, their product release, right? Which you only they, get one chance. I was going right? to say, how did this connection happen? This is kind of cool. It's, it's, it's a colleague that I worked with, you know, in the trenches back in our early 20s at a startup. He's now the CTO. I'm now gotcha. running Rivers, and he reached out when they had a He's QA like, problem. He's like, Ben, are you still doing some QA? Well, stuff? he knows. He, you know, he has that affiliation of, I have a QA problem. I know who to call. Right. Gotcha. Very cool. And he brought you in. and He did. He'll be accompanying us tomorrow. Oh, really? Actually, yeah. Wow. Very cool. So what, what do you think is the biggest learning over this last decade Ooh. for you? What has surprised you? And not <laughs> battle scars, but what has surprised you? You have to lean forward, right? Just getting one little bit of success or signing one client isn't enough. You have to continue to push. So I think what I've learned most, and maybe it just is associated with my personality, but you just keep pushing, right? Never rest on your laurels. Never be satisfied, right? And, and if I could sit down an entrepreneur today, I would tell them the same thing, right? Don't let a little bit of success let you sit back and enjoy it. You have to keep pushing and pushing and pushing. Because if you're not growing, yeah. if you're not succeeding continually – you may be on, on the downhill slide, right? And you just don't see it yet. How do you keep believing in yourself? I mean, at some points, obviously, if you're building a tough business. You're going to have your ups. You're going to have your downs. And there's probably some times when you're like, oh, I can't and lean forward anymore. How do you keep yourself driving forward then? Well, you know, in, in some cases, you have to pivot, right? You know, we, we spent a lot of time and a lot of years servicing the oil and gas industry and, and driving innovations and delivering new software I forgot. Yeah, that was, that was one of your But then the, during the downturn, we, we had to pivot. Right. And, and now 75% of what we do in any given month is within healthcare. And we're, we're finding great success there. So Interesting. And what do you think that you would say is a big learning for yourself? Well, there have been many learning moments so for sure. So think of one that you want to share. Surround yourself with a great team, mm-hmm. right? Don't be the smartest person in the room. And you, then you can actually rely on that team, right? Right, Because, number one, learn to delegate at some point in your life, right? And uh, those that have worked at Rivers in the past or currently will absolutely laugh that, to know that uh, I, it took me a long time to learn that, right? Um, but when you do surround yourself with a great team, it becomes a lot easier. And take a vacation. 
It actually does reset your brain. I didn't wow. do it for years. I didn't okay. do it for years. Yeah. I went this year and where'd you provided, go? Where'd you go? Went to the Bahamas. Yeah. Thankfully early enough for how long? Yeah. A week. Uh, oh my gosh. Week. Don't you feel horrible That's, now? It's awful. That's it's crazy. It's going down there. Wow. But so take a vacation. But it does. It does reset lean your brain. Yeah. Lean forward. And it, and it allows for some creativity that maybe gets absorbed through the day to day. If you keep grinding for yeah. years. No, and I years, think, I think, know? I think a lot of people and I'm the most guilty of them all is taking some time out just to not, <laughs> Unless you bring He's the worst. It's the worst. true. And yeah. it never feels, I as an entrepreneur, it never feels him. like you can do it. Right. I beg him. And it doesn't work. Yeah, I can't do Next it. Next year. It's terrible. It's your year. I try, but I digress. <laughs> Anyhow. So those are a couple of things yeah. that I would, I would say that I've learned over the Very years. Very cool. For sure. Yeah. So instead of looking back, let's look forward. We've got a couple minutes left. So okay. obviously, serious momentum behind Rivers Agile right now. It, it's definitely an exciting time. We've continued to hire. Right. Um, you know, we, we still. You're like over 40 people now? That's true. And you're continuing to hire. We're okay. going to grow the new office before you, we get you, Have you hired an <laughs> HR position yet to just manage all these people? No, but I believe we're getting close, close to, that to that point. Yes. Right. So you're going to be hiring for an HR person. That sounds kind of weird then, huh? <laughs> Things will change because, you know, you have to, if you remind yourself of the whole concept of, of Rivers, which is break down all of those sort of corporate walls. And then what yeah. do you need to be successful and to drive innovation? And the reality of it is not a lot of process and procedures. You really don't. However... As the company grows, you do have to get a little more serious. You got it. Yeah, you got it. Absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. So at what point does it not feel like it's your company anymore? Like, is it, does it I don't evolve? know. I, I live it, and breathe it, it every okay. day. Okay. Yeah. I know. I've talked to many entrepreneurs where they've gotten their company into like around 100 people. And all of a sudden, it's like, I don't know everybody. You know, it, it, it becomes I, like. That would be a terrible day. Yeah. I, I love knowing everyone that works here and Great. interacting with them. And, you know, we have a family picnic every year. And we have lots of new faces here in 2019. So it's great to meet not only their spouses, but their families and their right. kids. And we run a big jump house or bounce house. Is that pretty cool to know that this company you created is kind of, it's fueling all of It that. is. Like, and it's a super yeah. old fashioned concept, but people, families really enjoy it. So that's, it's, I love it, man. All the way around, just super, super cool. So if people want to know more, they yeah. go to riversagile.com. Correct. And if you want to know more about the workshop itself, it's riversagile.com slash R-A-W. Very cool. I just can't encourage people enough to check out what Ben is up to, what Rivers Agile is up to. I just love the fact that you are like, trying to lead the next generation of tech entrepreneurs here in Pittsburgh. We and are. And that is amazing. I we are. And, and there's a number of, of folks that are pushing in the same direction. We have to work together. Very sure. cool. Well, I could not end the show on a higher note than that. I really appreciate you bringing Thank the you positive energy to tech vibe, Ben. You're the best. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Great stuff. Hey, anyhow, next Wednesday, guess what? More tech vibe radio. We can't <laughs> get it. We can't get enough of it. We keep telling all the great stories like Ben who are out there just truly kicking butt. Love it. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Rousseau. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday night, everybody.